As you know, the BT Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition took place last week. Hard to believe it's 60 years of it. Uh, one project in particular, I was looking down through the, the list and it jumped out because in an age, I suppose, of mobile phones and social media, maybe we've forgotten that written on the back of the toilet door are some important messages. Well, some of them important, some not so important. Well, two students decided to take a closer look at something that I suppose is, is commonplace in schools and other places around the country. And they made that their entry to the young scientists. And Holly Servicethorpe and Erin Hayes, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning to both of you. And you're, you're joining us live from the school this morning. Erin, I'm going to start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you go to school and what year are you in? Um, so I'm a fifth year student in Roscommon Community College. Brilliant. And I'm 16 years old. Okay. And Holly? Um, I'm also a fifth year student in Roscommon Community College and I'm 17 years old. So Erin, maybe you might just give us a little bit of uh, background about the project. How, how did you come up with it? Yeah, so um, we came up with this project in August of 2022. So when we came back to school, just starting transition year, and we were looking to enter BT Young Scientist 2023. And we were kind of struggling a little bit to come up with an idea for our project. And we were outside our vice principal's office, Dr. Jude Lohan, when a young boy, we overheard his conversation. He was really upset because he had just started in school. He was a first year, you know, maybe 13, 12 even. And he had seen some really nasty messages on the school bathrooms. And, you know, that kind of really piqued our interest, but also deeply upset us to know that this is still a prevalent issue. And, you know, there's people out there who are genuinely affected by people writing things on the school bathroom walls. So, Holly, you decided to, to make this your project and you brought it to the teachers. And how did they react to that? Um, so our teachers really didn't have a negative view of our project as it is not talked enough in schools, even as it's such a big issue. And, you know, they kind of really supported us in our questions about why it was there. And they always let us go into the bathrooms and take photos. Just really supportive the whole way along the, our project. OK, so they, they didn't try to pretend it isn't there. They said, OK, you're interested in doing a project you, you could take the criteria down for the project for BT and the Young Scientists Exhibition. They give you fairly clear instructions about what they need for, for the project. So where do you start? Do you, do you go in and write down the things that are on the walls or what, what do you do? So we did three separate things. We had a year and a half, so we decided we had three separate main research pieces. But the very first thing we did was a content thematic analysis. And basically we went into our male and female bathrooms and we took pictures of any graffiti that we could see, so any separate images and things like that. And then we grouped them by coding. So we would make a code such as a sexualized image or just statement. And then we would kind of go through all the images and put them into this code so that we could see the trends and also the differences between the male and female bathrooms. And, and, and what were the differences, Holly? We found a common difference in our male and female bathrooms as in drawing statements and writing, was gang signs in our male bathrooms, which is pretty interesting to see because we live in Rathcommon. <laughs> you know, yeah. you kind of expect it in a bigger city, just not in a small town. We found that the boys tend to not hide their graffiti as much as the females, such as putting it on their toilet seats. Whereas our females hide it above stall dividers, which an interesting fact about our project is 
We found graffiti last year that dated back to 2011 in our female bathrooms because it was hidden so well. We also found that there is quite a big trend in sexualized graffiti in both male and female bathrooms, which isn't a shocking surprise of any sort. Our female bathrooms had an amazing amount of positivity, which is really nice to see, especially because in our male bathrooms, it's also negative. Whereas in our females, there's positive messages like you got this or, you know, it's just school, you can get through the day, which is kind of like a safe space for students to go in and see that and be encouraged to move on with their day. Your school is a relatively new school. It's a mixed school. You decided that maybe you were only looking at a certain cohort of students and you decided to expand your study outside your school. Yeah, so we did. So... When we came back to school, um, after I think the Christmas break it was in TY, we decided to also kind of compare with a very old traditional school. It was also an all-male school, so we were lucky enough to do our online survey with a range of students in that school and also do semi-structured interviews with these. Okay, so the the other school, they welcomed you in and and actually some of their students then got involved in your study. So there was cross-pollination across the schools or cooperation across the schools. What did you find the differences were? The differences, well, we compared the boys from that school because it was an all-male school to the boys in our school, a mixed school. And kind of one of the main things in the means of comparison was that they had very similar contents of graffiti. So both of them had sexualized images. Both of them had racist words or statements, anti-Semitic images such as swastikas, things like that. But actually the boys in our school, you know, a mixed school, a non-traditional teaching style even, um, and also, you know, surrounded by females that are very stereotypically more emotional. The boys surrounded by all that were actually a lot more open about the fact that they were aware this could hurt somebody. So we had a lot of people say like, oh, I saw this racial statement, but it was wrong or I think it's very immature. I know that even though it doesn't apply to me, that there's somebody out there that it really affects. Whereas in the all boys school, they would say that they had this, but most of them would laugh it off and say, oh, like, it's not that deep, things like that. So that was really interesting to see. Uh, Erin, did you find that you were affected by these things and Holly as well? Did you find that you were affected by what you saw? I mean, these are these, some of these images. You're talking about anti-Semitism. You're talking about sexualized images. Were you shocked? Um, we were shocked. But, you know, as two individuals, the graffiti didn't actually affect us. But the feeling of seeing how it could affect others in our school did have an impact on us, which was, it's just really sad to see all the graffiti. And, you know, as transition year students at the time, we were kind of oblivious to the fact it was on the walls. And actually going in and reading it all, you know, seeing how much of a negative impact it can put on other students is pretty heartbreaking. Do you find yourself now, Erin, anti-graffiti? Um, I definitely wouldn't say that because through our research, we have found that there are so many positive things um, around 72 to 75% of students do think that it's a legitimate way of expressing yourself and also a form of art. I just do think that there's a very fine line between graffiti and vandalism and that, you know, schools should definitely find ways to monitor it. And instead of trying to ban it altogether, because, you know, as everyone who has stepped foot 
in the secondary school knows that that's simply not possible. Mm-hmm. Really try and promote the positivity and encourage those students who are genuinely trying to be artistic. And by doing that, you actually just flush out the negative and kind of water it down. Have your school made any changes now since you've brought this project to fruition? So with our school, we are currently working on getting a mural instated for our students who genuinely want to be positive and have a space to show their artwork. And with that, we are seeing the negative really go down in numbers because we are trying to increase positivity in our school while also trying to decrease the negativity. So with this mural that we are trying to get in our school, it really, really helps just to you know, just kind of decrease overall the amount of graffiti in our bathrooms, which is very helpful. You know, as a green school, we're trying to be more sustainable and use less paint. So hopefully this really just completely gets rid of graffiti in our school bathroom. I'm sure the school cleaners are loving you too. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, um, it's very hard work, you know. I think it's every school holiday that's over a week period. So Christmas, you know, obviously summer, mm-hmm. things like that. The caretakers have to repaint the bathrooms, which, one, it's really wasteful. You know, there's so much paint and all that. But also with the caretakers' free time, it's their holidays and they have to come in. And it's just not fair. Um, Through our research, we've also found with the addition of an extension on our school building that the textures of the wall really help as well. So in the foundation of our school, our main school building, the bathrooms, do have the most graffiti and they are a standard brick wall. However, in the newer school buildings, it's kind of a plasticky, gritty surface. And one building has been up for two to three years and it has remained spotless. And then the one that opened this year is also spotless. So I think we would recommend to other schools as well, if they were looking to extend, to really take into consideration the type of wall they have because it's very hard for people to draw on these walls. And even if they were to get a marker or something, it's really easy to clean off. So that was really interesting to find as well. It is really interesting. And I think a lot of people listening to this will be thinking about what kind of walls they're going to put in bathrooms in public spaces in the future. Uh, Holly, how did you enjoy, the both of you enjoy the, uh, the experience of the Young Scientists exhibition? Well, you know, as it's our second year there, like it's kind of just an amazing experience. Like I would recommend it to anyone, anyone at all, especially transition year students. It's so nice to go and meet all these new people, see their views of thinking, see what they're interested in. I also feel like it kind of gives you a pathway in life to, you know, kind of figure out what you want to do in life. It's just overall helpful and an amazing experience where you make lifelong friends. So Holly, what's next? Uh, Taking over the world? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, no, next we are taking over SciFest, hopefully. Okay, well, yeah, SciFest. I know SciFest. Yeah, that's, so you're going to bring bring that project or a new project? Uh, the same project. I mean, we're so passionate about it. We've been working on it for two years. I just think it'd be a shame not to, you know, give as many people as possible a deeper insight into our research. Well, Holly Service-Thorpe and Erin Hayes, thank you so much for joining us. I think a lot of people get a lot out of what you've said this morning and your your project. Can I also just say thank you to the teachers and the management of Roscommon Community College who have encouraged you and also allowed you to come on the radio today to talk about your experiences. 
and the other school that you had contact with that you do the survey with as well thank you to them for allowing you to do that and I wish you well in the future so thank you for joining me this morning thank you. no problem text us on 51551 